0: there. Joy Dooling here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. We talk a lot in this show about providing members with value. If you've listened to many episodes, you've probably noticed that being truly helpful for members comes in many different shapes and sizes. And I hope that you find the stories that you've heard to be inspirational and full of little idea nuggets that you can apply to your own organization. Still, you may find yourself returning to questions like, how can my organization create more value? Are there parts of the member experience where we aren't performing as well as we could? If those questions feel familiar, I'd like to invite you to download my free member experience scorecard. It's a quick one-page assessment that tells you exactly where your membership-based organization has areas of strength that you can build on, and areas of gap where you're probably going to want to improve. The scorecard is free, and in less than 10 minutes, you'll gain some actionable insights. You can grab your copy right now at joyofmembership.com slash scorecard. week, I'd like to introduce you to JJ Reynolds from Media Authentic. JJ originally started working in the field of marketing as a videographer who would create marketing videos and other assets. But he quickly learned that organizations didn't really know what to do with these things once they had them. That led him to dig into measurement, which he says is really what's necessary to answer the question, is this actually working? When you know what is and isn't working with real numbers in front of you, it's easier to take action in the right direction. Today, that's what JJ focuses on, using metrics to help organizations guide their growth and value delivery. Hey, JJ, welcome to the Joy of Membership podcast. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Hey, Joy, thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. So I'm really excited about this um, topic today because I believe that um, your audience kind of um, votes with their behavior. (laughs) They will tell you if what you are doing is valuable to them based on how they behave. So I'm always telling people they need to look at their metrics. So before we kind of dive into that, why don't you tell people who you are and um, who you help?
1: Yeah, well, uh, my name is JJ Reynolds, and I run a company called Media Authentic. Uh, we help uh, a combination of organizations, nonprofits, and for-profits uh, help measure their numbers and predictably grow. And that's kind of the the main thing that we try to help people is uh, predict where they're going to be so that we can uh, make sure that everyone scales the resources, time, effort, and materials to be there. Awesome.
0: What sort of metrics do you typically look at when, you know, an organization comes to you and they have a growth challenge? Where are the first places that you start looking?
1: Yeah, we usually look at, like, the – we focus predominantly on website metrics. If things are offline, we'll kind of factor that into everything. Um, But we look at uh, the engagement on your website. How are people interacting with the content that you do have? Um, And then kind of what are the main points that you – that you do offer? Like, are you providing a blog that is free resources? Maybe you uh, have a podcast, maybe uh, you have like the ultimate guides to your local area or the national um, way to like navigate maybe some laws. What is the content that people are engaging with the most? Um, And then we can kind of say like, maybe we should do more of that or less of the things that aren't working and uh, work with organizations to, I guess, start doing more of what is working and less of what is not. So
0: it sounds like your work um, in the kind of helping organizations grow is really focused on what I consider kind of the first part of the member experience is discovery and contemplation. So these... um, the the metrics that you're looking at is, are people discovering you? Um, Are they taking action on the content that you're putting out? Sort of how are you attracting them
1: in on the front end? Is that accurate? Yeah. Well, we we honestly look at the entire journey of people. So uh, like there's kind of four steps that we normally look at and that's like aware. So does someone even know that you exist? uh engaged do they even like do they want to interact with you so you can do this off of blog posts do they make it to the bottom of your blog posts Uh, or do they uh go to your contact page those types of things um so there's aware there's engage there's initiate so maybe you have a sign up form or maybe you have a donation link i'm not sure uh depending on what your organization does um and then there is like completion of that so people that actually uh take action and go through aware, engage and uh, initiate and then complete. And then the one thing that everyone forgets is ascension. And that is people that do love what you're doing. Uh, there's always places for them to uh, interact and like, wow, the people that love you. And so if you know that all these people are loving what you're doing, it's a lot easier to be like, we should have an ultimate like premium membership or we should have a premium Uh, piece of thing that we can uh, provide the most value to people that are loving us.
0: Yeah. So I know a lot of the organizations um, in my audience who would listen to this podcast are associations and trade groups and membership nonprofits. So the question that they're always trying to answer is, you know, um, where is it that people are getting stuck and not joining? Like, you know, how can we identify the stuck points? So do you think that those um, stuck points become visible when you start looking at the data and how might that happen? What, how might yeah. it become more visible?
1: It's what you can, like, it's a hundred percent, like guaranteed you'll find the stuck points. Like we find stuck points all of the time. And the big thing to know is like when you work with anybody that, Uh, Either any small agency or any person who has their like fingers in multiple organizations, you realize what baselines are. Uh, So you know what's normal. Like, you know, like, like, for example, I know 1% of cold traffic paid audiences will convert to your offer. And that's like a more or less like spaghetti against the wall uh, idea is, is that if you can do that, and if you can hit that benchmark, you're like, you're kind of the average Um, and there's like numbers for every single step of your entire process and if you know your numbers that's the biggest thing that I think most people can take away is if you have to know because otherwise you don't know Uh, you could have the best converting uh, website and process in the world but if you don't know it then there's no it doesn't help you at all (laughs) Uh, and same thing for if you have the worst converting website in the world so that's where I'd say start is like just ask a question and then say like, how many people are going to this page and then to this page. And as you develop your skill, um, you can uh, like start asking more and more deep questions and even reach out to myself or somebody else that does this full time.
0: So when you have um, clients come to you and they're trying to solve a growth challenge, what numbers do you like them to already know?
1: ideally so people come to us with all sorts of steps like we've had people come out with they know absolutely nothing they're like we just want to grow we have a budget and i'm like okay like we can figure this out um and other people the biggest thing to know is what you're willing to spend to acquire in your case a member like if i and the the great test is if i give you a hundred if you give me a hundred dollars and i give you a guaranteed new member will you take the deal and if you say yes, I'm like, okay, how about $250? Will you take the deal? What about $500? And, and at the point where you're like, uh, like I'm not sure, that's the point where we're like, okay, like we should figure this out. And that if you know that number, it's a lot easier to work everything else is how much you're willing to spend in an ideal world to acquire a new person that loves you um and if you know that number everything else can fall into place but the more the more things you know the better
0: (laughs) okay you're making me think of um episodes of the shark tank when i was like how much does it cost you to acquire a customer do you know (laughs) that number (laughs) and i really don't think that that is something that a lot of um, membership-based organizations think about because of course we all want um we all want Members for free, you know, but there is a cost to it. There's a cost to um, putting in um, staff time. There's a cost to um, producing uh, publications. There's a cost to, um, you know, if you do any sort of advertising or, you know, um, a lot of membership based organizations, they attract new members at, you know, conferences and events. And there are costs associated with that. So, kind of figuring out how much is it costing you to attract a new member on average? And I suspect a lot of organizations in the audience haven't really done that analysis.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the big thing. And with a membership, so um, probably about a third of people that we work with have a subscription of some type or a membership. Um, the big thing that you can work with if you do have that type of thing is you can look at it's something called uh, like lifetime value. So, what's the number of months that somebody is on average sticking with you? Um, and if you know that, you can another way that you can increase your overall like revenues is to lengthen that time. So, if on average people are only staying with you eleven months because they want to be with you for one year, maybe you could offer something that would make them want to stay for eighteen months um, because overall acquiring customers is the most expensive part of any business or organization or acquiring people that are like raving fans about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that a lot of people we'll overlook with it, I want, free, like what you just said, I want free, uh, free people to join my thing. But like what the best point is what you just made is everything costs money. It just depends on how much human capital you're putting behind it versus how much actual like dollar transactions you're putting behind it. And if you can shift your mind to being like human capital equals dollars. Like I'm paying Susan to do this for like four hours to prepare everything, even though she's a salaried employee. Like you're still paying her like $600 or whatever her like salary is for four hours. Um, And that's, if you can shift your mind to that, it's a lot easier to kind of predict what you're going to do and how you're going to do and reallocate um, like funds and everything else like that.
0: So if an organization has never done this before, where do you suggest they start? Like what are the first couple of things that they should do?
1: I'd say the first thing you should do is look at, do you have someone on staff that is willing to dive into your numbers? And And has the expertise to do so.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, and just because, and then like, you can learn expertise if they want to, right? You can just keep asking more and more deeper questions, but is that a good use of their time? And if you have somebody on staff who's like maybe like a marketing director or a marketing person and be like, we should probably have this person <laughs> like learn this stuff. Um, then that's some place where you could start. Otherwise it's you either kind of have to make it a jump of asking somebody that like you is reputable and understands numbers. To be like, hey, can you set this up for us and kind of see what what is possible, um, or just like just start asking questions if you're like a director or a person and say see if you can answer them. Like the best the best possible growth metric is good questions. If you can ask good questions and then find an answer to those good questions, you're Head over heels above everybody else.
0: <laughs> AJ, I love that. That is a great point. Um, okay, so if this brief conversation about the metrics has um, intrigued people, where can they connect with you? How can they learn more about this topic?
1: Yeah, uh, if you, can, you can go to my website, uh, Media Authentic. So. M-E-D-I-A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-C for everyone paying attention in the back. It's the word media and authentic smashed together, sharing the same A. Um, and if you can go there, you can reach out to me. Uh, I love uh, hopping on calls with people and just uh, seeing if we're like a good fit for each other or even answering some basic questions that you might have. Um, and that's more or less the best place to, to reach me.
0: Perfect. I will make sure that that link gets in the show notes. Um, media authentic, squished together, sharing an A. <laughs> it's a great way to remember it. Um, so we'll uh, we'll add that to the notes. And um, thank you again so much for being here. Share a little bit of your expertise. Um, I'd love to have you back in the future and um, share some more information for the audience around um, metrics and measuring value.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Joy.
0: Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.